This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning, fair and 55 at the KVOM studios. Today is Monday. It's the 26th of February, 2024. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. We'll see sunny skies today, our high up to 80. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 64. Tuesday, partly sunny, breezy, a high of 82. Tuesday night, a cold front moves in. We've got a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after midnight. Under a mostly cloudy sky, we'll cool off to 45. Wednesday, partly sunny, breezy, and a high of only 53. Yeah, 30-degree temperature difference from Tuesday afternoon to Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, breezy, a low of 32. Thursday, slight chance of rain, otherwise partly sunny, breezy, and 51. And we'll see the temperatures warm back up as we get closer to the weekend. Friday's high, 61. Saturday, 71. And Sunday, we'll have a high of 75. Outside now, fair in 55 at the KVOM Studios. Let's congratulate our employee of the day, Peggy Jennings, at the Agri Co-op Supply Service Center. No obituary announcements this Monday morning, so let's turn to news. The superintendent of the Perryville School District wants voters in the district to be informed about a request to restructure a bond issue. Superintendent Mandy Edwards says they're seeking approval of the district's 37.68 mills and the restructuring of a 2019 bond issue in order to generate project funds for the district. If approved, one existing bond issue will be paid off and around a million dollars in project funds will be generated. The projects include various capital improvements and equipment purchases, including classroom updates, particularly technology and furniture for the classrooms, and renovations to the basketball gym. Edwards says if approved, the district's annual bond payment will be reduced until 2034, which will generate additional maintenance and operating funds to support the district. She emphasized that approval of the bond restructure would generate approximately $1 million in funds without a change to the current millage rate. Any remaining funds could then be used for capital projects and or equipment purchases. Edwards says it is required that the millage appear on the ballot, but whether patrons vote for or against, the millage will remain in place. Perryville's current millage rate of 37.68 includes 25 mills for maintenance and operation and 12.68 mills for debt service. The debt service mills are scheduled to terminate in 2047. The issue is on the ballot for the March 5th school election, which is being held in conjunction with the preferential primary and nonpartisan judicial general election. Early voting for that election is underway through March 4th. A program that seeks to honor veterans by placing wreaths on their headstones is coming to Moralton for the first time. Wreaths Across America's mission is Remember, Honor, Teach, and Elmwood Cemetery will be one of the over 4,200 cemeteries across the country participating in 2024. Moralton American Legion Post 39 held a press conference Friday afternoon to announce the local cemetery's participation. Post Commander Jerry Ashby says the nationwide program brings together about 3 million volunteers who seek to remember the nation's fallen, honor their service, and teach the next generation about the value of freedom. He says the organization will be raising funds locally to make the program happen. We are are looking at raising close to $9,000 to cover the 552 veterans that's buried in Elmwood Cemetery. 
we're going to be reaching out for corporate sponsors, but but also individuals. We know families uh, of those who are interred there will want to be involved in this, and uh, they can do that directly and sponsor a wreath for their own loved one. But we also will be uh, asking for donations to cover the rest of it. The nationwide effort began in 1992 when Moral Worcester, a wreath company owner in Maine, had a surplus of wreaths at the holiday season. He recalled a boyhood trip to Arlington National Cemetery that made him realize that his success in life was in large part thanks to the sacrifices of those buried there. If you'd like to make a contribution to the effort, visit wreathsacrossamerica.org slash A-R-E-L-M-W. Now 736. It's fair and 55 at the KVOM Studios. Today's high 80 with sunshine and gusty winds. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in a moment. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 737, fair and 55 at the KVOM studios. The town of Menifee has opted to pay Conway County a daily rate for housing its inmates in the Conway County Jail. Last year, the Quorum Court gave the incorporated cities and towns in the county the option to pay a determined flat fee for housing inmates or to pay a daily rate per inmate. The Menifee Town Council last month passed a resolution to pay a daily fee of $54.83 for each prisoner. An interlocal agreement with the Town of Menifee will be voted on tonight by the Conway County Quorum Court. In an interview with KVOM last fall, Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart said these interlocal agreements were the only way to fund the operations at the jail. We built the jail, paid for it, and left no way to fund it. And, of course, the only way you had to fund the county jail and operations over there is uh, county general, and uh, that's uh, quite a feat when you try to take and, as they say, do everything else. So uh, no, that's certainly going to be a help to us because, as we all know, and uh, nobody likes to talk about it, but I've not run into anything in the last uh, two or three since COVID has gotten any cheaper, so right down to the power bill. Quorum Court members will also review a resolution regarding potential additional expenses related to emergency medical care during the April 8th Great North American Eclipse, which is expected to draw large crowds to Conway County. A budget amendment, an ordinance allowing the county to purchase goods or services from Justin D. Curry, and a personnel policy change about holiday pay will also be addressed. The meeting will be held tonight at 5 at the Conway County Courthouse in Moralton. A record crowd gathered last week for a meeting on Pettyjean Mountain to discuss the upcoming Great North American Eclipse. Pettyjean Mountain Community Association President David Norman says about 140 people attended the meeting to hear from various local organizations and emergency response officials about preparations for the celestial event. Many believe Pettyjean Mountain may draw some of the biggest crowds on April 8th. Norman says the group first talked about the eclipse 18 months ago, but hadn't discussed it much since. As the event is drawn closer, they decided to have a meeting dedicated only to discussion over the eclipse. 
Norman says many organizations came and discussed their plans. Representatives of each of those organizations, you know, had, had some time to stand up and say, here's what we are planning to do. Here's how many people we think it will bring to the mountain. Uh, here are the services that we are developing. And uh, so it was a great opportunity because a lot of us, you know, it's a community up here, you, you know, throughout the last year or so, we've heard things, but it was a chance to hear it directly from people representing those organizations, exactly what they intend to do and how, it, how it's going to be managed. Of course, the big question that everyone has is, how many people will be coming to the mountain for the eclipse? Norman says no one really knows. We're planning for, and you hate to say it's the worst, but we're, we're, we're planning as if the mountain will be overrun. Uh, when I say overrun, it'll, there'll be a lot of people that will come up the mountain that presents challenges of, of traffic, traffic flow, the ability to get around. The Pettyjean Mountain Community Association is an advocacy group that exists to improve life for the residents, businesses, and other organizations on the mountain. The warm days we've had recently have left some longing for spring and the type of outdoor activities and gardening that typically come with that time of year. But forecaster Thomas Jones with the National Weather Service says, don't count winter out just yet. It's not uh, uncommon for us to have uh, pretty hard freezes going into the late half of February and even, you know, even the first half of March. And there are some times that we'll have you know, late March snows. So, yeah, we still have a period of time to go before you plant that st- plant the uh, stuff that needs to be hardy. Our forecast calls for temperatures around 80 today and tomorrow, but we'll be in the low 50s Wednesday and Thursday with overnight lows around freezing. Let's take a look at our community calendar for you now. The Wonderview School Board meets tonight at 6 in the boardroom. A Tri-County Beef and Forage Production Conference for producers in Conway, Faulkner, and Van Buren Counties will be held Tuesday, 5.30 p.m. at the Damascus Road Cowboy Church in Damascus. If you need more information, you can call the Conway County Extension Office at 501-977-2146. The Atkins School Board meets for a work session Wednesday at noon. The next Eclipse Resource Sharing Meeting for the Villages and Landowners Committee will be held Wednesday night at 6 at the Moralton North Fire Station. And the Promotion and Events Committee is set to meet Thursday at noon at Conway County Farm Bureau. You can find the complete meeting schedule online at arkeclipse.com. Well, folks in our area have been able to listen to KVOM's Morning News Watch for a great many years at 730. We're proud to keep that tradition up. But we're also proud that we're able to make this content available as a podcast. We publish the KVOM News Watch podcast each weekday morning. And you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can just listen on our website or the EAB Media app. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Approaching 743, it's fair and 55 at the KVOM studios. Eric Tyler is up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning Newswatch continues. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, 
you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. This is Newswatch on KVOM Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. The Marlton Lady Devil Dogs had their 29-game winning streak come to an end at the hands of Farmington in the finals of the 4A North Region Tournament in Pea Ridge on Saturday. The defending state champions and number one ranked Lady Cardinals beat the Lady Devil Dogs 56-25. After falling behind 11-0, Marlton rallied to tie the game in the second quarter and trailed by just three points, 23-20 at halftime. But Farmington dominated the second half, outscoring Marlton 33-5 and holding the Lady Devil Dogs without a field goal after halftime. Marlton advanced to the finals with a 36-31 victory over Gravit in the semifinals on Friday behind 21 points and 10 rebounds from senior John Brockman. Marlton's boys placed third in the region after beating Ozark 62-48 on Saturday. After falling to number one ranked Farmington 71-48 in the semifinals on Friday, the Devil Dogs fell behind Ozark early in the third place game on Saturday but overcame a five-point halftime deficit to defeat the Hillbillies. Marlton's girls will play their first game at the Class 4A state tournament in Farmington on Tuesday at 7 p.m. against Magnolia. The boys will play Brooklyn on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. We'll have the broadcast of both of those games for you live on 101.7 KVOM. The one of you senior girls basketball team captured another regional tournament championship. The Lady Daredevils annihilated Augusta 55-24 in the finals of the 1A Region 3 tournament in Clarendon on Saturday. The Windcaps dominating tournament performance for the Lady Daredevils, who outscored their three opponents by an average of 26 points per game. As the number one seed from Region 3, one of you will open play in the Class 1A state tournament at North Arkansas College in Harrison on Tuesday at 4 p.m. against Bradley in a game will broadcast live on 101.7 KVOM. Sega Hearts girls place third in that region after a four-point loss to Augusta in the semifinals on Friday. The Lady Knights beat Guy Perkins 57-47 in the third-place game on Saturday. Sega Hart will play its first game at the state tournament in Harrison on Thursday at 1 p.m., against Emerson, also live here on KVOM. Bigelow's senior boys are regional champions. The Panthers beat Cutter Morning Star 60-50 in the finals of the Class 2A Central Region Tournament at Desert County on Saturday. The defending state champion Panthers will face Earl in the first round of the Class 2A State Tournament in Mansfield on Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. The high school baseball, softball, and soccer seasons officially get underway today in Arkansas. After dropping a benefit game to defending state champion Lone Oak last week, the Marlton High School baseball team opens regular season play at Bologna today. The varsity game starts at 4.30 p.m. The MHS soccer teams are scheduled to open their season at home against Mills tonight. Girls at 5 p.m. followed by the boys at 7. Caleb Battle had a career day, scoring 42 points to lead the University of Arkansas men's basketball team to an 88-73 victory over Missouri on Saturday in Fayetteville. Now 14-13 overall, 5-9 in the Southeastern Conference. The Razorbacks will host Vanderbilt on Tuesday. The Arkansas women's team fell to Vanderbilt 62-53 on Sunday. Fourth loss in their last five games, Razorbacks will host South Carolina on Thursday. The Arkansas baseball team improved its record to 5-2 by going 2-1 at the Kubota College Baseball Series in Arlington, Texas over the weekend. The Hogs will host Grambling on Tuesday. The Arkansas softball team went 5-1 at the Razorback Invitational over the weekend to improve their record to 13-3. They'll host South Dakota State, Southeast Missouri State, and Florida Atlantic for the Woo Pig Classic this coming weekend. The University of Central Arkansas women's basketball team lost to Lipscomb 65-59 on Saturday. Marlton's Cheyenne Kemp had two points and two rebounds in that game for the Sugar Bears. 
Marlton's Devin Foster scored 13 points for the Central Baptist College men's team on Saturday, but the Mustangs lost their regular season finale to Missouri Baptist 84-75. Former Devil Dog baseball player Maddox Long continued the strong start to his senior season for the Harding University baseball team on Friday. Long had 10 strikeouts and six innings of work, allowing two runs on six hits and taking a no decision in the Bison's 6-5 win over Oklahoma Baptist. The University of the Ozarks baseball team went 2-1 in its weekend series with Letourneau. Marlton's Philip Grilling had an RBI grounder as a pink hitter in the 7-6 win in, a game, in the game on Friday. Hunter, Bigelow's Hunter Alexander picked up the win for the University of Central Arkansas baseball team on Sunday. Alexander picked the final three innings scoreless with six strikeouts and the Bears' 13-12 10-inning victory over Southern Illinois. One of these, Gracie Williams, had two hits and an RBI over the weekend for the North Arkansas College softball team as the Pioneers went 0-3-1 in games against Moberly area and North Central Missouri. And take a look at weather now on this Monday. And we have humidity right now at 88%. South winds at 7 miles per hour. Barometric pressure 29.88 inches. Low temperature this morning, 51 degrees. High yesterday, 81 a year ago today, the low was 44, the high was 67. No rain over the weekend at KVOM, total for the year still at 10.56 inches. Sunset this evening, 6.03, sunrise tomorrow morning, 6.44. And forecast calls for sunny skies today. Another warm one, high near 80 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight with a low around 64. And then low 80s again tomorrow, partly sunny, a little bit breezy though. And those winds will continue through Tuesday night. We'll have a slight chance of rain Tuesday night. And then again, uh, Thursday and Thursday night. Quite a bit cooler starting on Wednesday. We'll go from low 80s for the high Tuesday to the lower 50s for the high Wednesday and Thursday. Right now, fair skies and 55 degrees in Marlton. At 7.51 on KVOM Newswatch continues in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. It is 754 now in KVOM. Time for a close-up interview this morning. We're joined on the phone today by Donnie Crane with the Marlton Area Chamber of Commerce, Common County Economic Development Corporation. Good morning to you, Donnie. Good morning, Eric. All right, and you are on the phone because you're in uh, Jonesboro right now. So what's uh, what's going on up there? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, right now they're having the Arkansas Governor's Conference on Tourism, and it's right here in Jonesboro. Uh, the event started last night, and uh, it'll, it'll complete uh, tomorrow evening, Tuesday evening. And uh, I'm really excited to be here. It's always a good event to attend. Lots of good networking uh, opportunities, workshops, great speakers. And most importantly, some great takeaways that we can take back to Marlton and Conway County to help grow our own tourism industry. So really excited to be here and, and learning from uh, some of the experts in the industry. Absolutely, and we are in a, a great area for tourism. We have a lot, a uh, lot going for us there. Certainly with uh, with with the mountain, everything, everything up there, and uh, mm-hmm. some really good opportunities here locally, aren't there? Oh, it is. You know. Uh, 
tourism is already a big industry in our area. Uh, it in uh, 2022, uh, tourism employed 350 people between Conway and Perry counties, and these visitors spent uh, just under 50 million dollars in our area. So that's you know pretty big impact yeah. for sure. But uh, better yet, you know it's really something that we feel that we can uh, grow not just with you know a major event like the eclipse that's coming up, uh, but also just uh, uh, ha- having people come from Conway and Little Rock and all over to enjoy the Pigeon Mountain, our small towns, our rural areas, and the, the, the different opportunities that are there. So, you know, we're, I think we're in a great opportunity to, to grow tourism in Marlton and the Pigeon River Valley. Absolutely, and uh, an event that uh, hopefully will draw some uh, some people out of town before we get to the Eclipse. That one certainly will, but uh, have Munchkin on Main Street uh, coming up. Plans are have really coming together for That's that. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're well on our way of uh, preparing for this year's Munchin' on Main Street event. Uh, it's going to be on Saturday, March the 25th, uh, excuse me, it's March the 23rd. It's uh, presented this year by Paging State Bank, and we're excited. We know it's going to be another great event with lots of food, music, and fun. We're going to have live music throughout the day. And a local favorite, Jason Campbell, will be our headline performer to close out on uh, Saturday evening. Of course, uh, great food. We've got some really great food trucks uh, lined up. Some of the favorites from years past, as well as some new ones, and then also if someone wants to uh, a new event they've got going on this uh, this year with it is going to be breakfast at the Rialto yeah. that morning. So you can go over there and visit with folks at the Rialto, have a great uh, meal over there, and then come over and enjoy the fun and stuff all day long uh, at the uh, Munchin on Main Street. And so if folks are, we still got some opportunities to squeeze some people in if we need vendors and different things like that. And certainly encourage folks to call Amanda Jones. She's our events director at the chamber. Uh, anyone you know maybe wants to be a part of something like that. All right, we're going to talk with Donnie Crane <laughs> from Marlton Area Chamber of Commerce, and then a couple weeks after that, it'll be here the Great North American <laughs> Eclipse. So we are getting ready. A lot of a lot of things going to be happening uh, in in and around Marlton Area that uh, early part of April, won't there? Oh yeah, certainly. You know, one of the things that uh, we're we're most excited about. It's one of the big events that the Chamber is involved in is our Eclipse Concert Series. That's going to be three nights of great shows uh, there at the Historic Rialto Theater in downtown. Uh, it'll be at 7 o'clock on uh, Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday, those day, those evenings before the Eclipse. That's on April the 8th. So it kicks off on uh, April the 5th, that's Friday night, with the Legendary Pacers. Uh, they're one of the groups that really started rock and roll music. And so we're super excited to have them uh, going to be there at the Rialto. Uh, then the next night, Saturday the 6th, we're going to have the Grammy Award-winning country duo, The Kindles, uh, featuring Jeannie Kindle and Carl Aka. A lot of your listeners may remember The Kindles. They were very popular back in the 70s. Uh, had some number one hits like Heaven's Just Sent Away and Thank God for the Radio. And so we're really excited about that. And then we're going to wrap up the concert series on Sunday night, April the 7th, with Janet Jay and Brands. And again, some of your listeners, I'm sure, might remember Janet Jay. Uh, she was uh, a regular on Hee Haw, the, the old TV show. Uh, she's best known for her blue fiddle. She's the queen of country fiddle. And so we're really excited to have her. So those are some great things, but there's a whole lot more than that. Uh, on actually Monday, April the 8th, uh, there at the Rialto, we're going to have a NASA scientist, uh, Dina uh, Lambert. Uh, she's going to be giving a one of a kind little. Uh, well, talk and stuff uh, for those who are blind or maybe visually impaired uh, to, so that they can enjoy the eclipse. 
and she's going to be talking to that group at 11 o'clock that morning. I think it's a free uh, event to attend and certainly encourage everyone from the community to come out, and you know, particularly if someone might be blind or visually impaired. It's just a really wonderful way for them to talk about how they might be able to best, you know, uh, enjoy the eclipse, you know, through all their other senses. There's special that's going on, and, of course, other things uh, from balloon flights from atop Pagey Mountain to other uh, downtown activities and stuff that are happening with the everyone under the sun event with Main Street. Uh, just really lots of great things happening. So we're super excited and, and hoping that a lot of people come and visit our area during the eclipse. Yes, I'm, I'm sure they will. Looking forward to mm -hmm. it, certainly. And uh, moving on now, leadership Conway County, and that is uh, right. actually about to wrap up, isn't it? It, it is. You know, it seems like we were just talking uh, yesterday, but uh, I guess it's actually been uh, last summer now. We're uh, kicking off the leadership class, and now here we are almost at the end. They're going to have one final class uh, March the 13th, and that, they're going to graduate that day as well. And they're still working on their community project, and that's something we've talked about before, where they're putting away, putting around, excuse me, uh, book trees around town at three different locations, so they're able to provide books and different things like that. And uh, they've reached out to many different businesses and organizations who've been really uh, generous with their sponsorship. So we've got everything in place, uh, you know, money-wise and all that kind of stuff. So now I think we're we're getting the book trees put together and going to have those out and we'll be announcing those locations and doing special events to, to celebrate those as those go out. But that's this year's leadership Conway County class. And, you know, so we'll wrap all that up. We'll do the eclipse. And then come May, we're going to start advertising for next year's class. That's going to start in August. And certainly if anyone's interested in getting more involved in the community, becoming more of a leader and, you know, finding ways to work with us to do things to, you know, improve Marlton and Conway County, we certainly would uh, encourage them to uh, think about maybe being a part of that class and, and applying for it. <laughs> okay. And Donnie, I know Chamber's always doing ribbon cuttings for new businesses or celebrating uh, existing businesses, milestones, and so forth. Any other ribbon cuttings coming up? Well, uh, we, we've got several that are being lined up right now, but we've got one that's happening actually this week, so I want to be certain to, to point it out. Uh, this Thursday, February the 29th at 10 o'clock, we're going to be having a ribbon cutting for one of our newest businesses in downtown Marlton, the Pink Flamingo Tattoo, the 315 East Commerce Street. So certainly invite folks to come out and celebrate this new business with us in downtown uh, on Thursday. And, of course, like I said, you, we have a lot of ribbon cuttings throughout the, the month, and we've got several that are coming up you know, in future weeks and different things. I always encourage folks to uh, like and uh, follow our Facebook page. And of course, listen to KBOM, you know, throughout the month, and a lot of that information will be will be coming uh, coming soon on some of those other events that we'll be having. Okay, a lot going on, a lot of exciting things in the Marlton area. Donnie Crane with Marlton Area Chamber of Commerce and Common County Economic Development Corporation with us this morning. Donnie, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Eric. Have a good day. It is eight oh three now on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.